Welcome to the FBA Profit Show with your hosts Subi and Leland. Did you know there are about 6,000 dogs that work at Amazon's campus in Seattle? It has always been a pet-friendly environment. There is even a doggy deck in one of the buildings with a fake fire hydrant. Hi, welcome to FBA Profits. My name's Leland. And I'm Zuby. This podcast is for those uh, interested in or involved with fulfillment by Amazon, also known as FBA. Uh, Today we have a great topic. It's huge and getting bigger all the time. See what I did there? We're talking about scaling, scaling your business. Now, you guys don't know this, but just before we record, we'll kind of talk like, how do you want it to flow? What kind of questions? All that kind of good stuff. And I did that this time. And what did you tell me, Zuby? Uh, shooting from the hips, buddy. <laughs> shooting from the hips. <laughs> well, that's a hard one, right? I mean, that's the whole point of this is how do you map out scaling your business, whether that's an online retail store, a regular retail store, a software as a service. Scaling has so many different facets to sort of say, here's the one way to do it, or here's the best way to do this, is kind of difficult only because circumstances change very quickly. Resources can be different at any period of time. So me, let's bring it out of that 30,000 foot level and you know the consulting gig business. And for FBA, Zuby, walk us through. What are like the top three things for scaling your FBA, your, your, your retail store? Well, I think first and foremost, before even getting to that point, um, it's important to, to just discuss the the importance of having scaling and growth as a um, as as a business strategy. Um, you know, a lot of our um, students and clients um, they start off very small uh, because they you know for whatever reason, whether it's fear factor or being conservative or just trying to make sure that they understand something before they really invest the large amounts of capital um, or large amounts of their savings into into the business, uh, they start off slow. Um, and which is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's it's a very good strategy to understand something before, long, before going large into it. Uh, but it's also important to understand that when you start slow, um, you're going to grow slow and you're going to you're gonna your sales are gonna be slower um, if you have you know two thousand dollars worth of inventory um, in Amazon than if you have five thousand than if you have twenty thousand. Um, so the the objective should always be to scale and grow your business. Um, you should never stay stagnant um, and shouldn't be happy with being stagnant um, um, at all because stagnation will always lead uh, to the decline. Because if you're stagnant now and you're not growing and scaling your business, whatever products are selling well for you or have been selling well for you for the last few months or a year or however long it's been, there's no guarantee that those products are going to sell well come next year um, or come next month. Um, and if you're stagnant and you're not, you haven't put into place a strategy to grow your business, um, both um, you know, from an Amazon FBA perspective, grow it both, both from entering new categories and getting unrestricted or ungated into new categories and new brands uh, to changing your business model from uh, and retail arbitrage only to retail and online arbitrage to then eventually a wholesale um, uh, business model to really grow your, your, your product offerings and your listings and grow your sales. Uh, so 
scaling and growing a business, especially your FBA business, is is a paramount um, strategy to being successful on the marketplace. And uh, like you said, scaling it it means so much. Um, you know, I just touched on three uh, or two of them. Uh, scale from retail arbitrage. If you're just doing retail arbitrage, uh, your next scaling would be online arbitrage, um, where retail arbitrage, there's only so many hours in a day and so many stores in your area for you to drive around to and pick products um, and then bring them home and pack them and ship them to Amazon for resale. Uh, you're you're going to run out of uh, time very quickly with that. Uh, then to scale that model is to go into online arbitrage, start ordering products from your computer, having them shipped to you, and uh, prepping them, packing them, shipping them to Amazon for resale. Um, that Just that uh, scaling uh, or just that one step can have a drastically uh, significant impact on your business uh, growth. Um, but it requires you to have the capital to be able to order more and more. Um, when we talk scaling, we're not just talking additional capital. Uh, we're talking additional strategies. Um, and, you know, chime in anytime you want, Leland, because I'm going to keep going. This is one of those things where, uh, like, like rappers get in the flow, uh, I can get into a flow of discussing this from all different aspects of it. Well, let, let, um, let me so stop that flow right now then. <laughs> I'm going to ask you yeah, a question. Please. <laughs> so let's go back because a lot of times we we start moving really quickly. I know I have a tendency to ask questions that are a little bit further on that learning curve uh, just because of the coaching and doing that stuff. Let's take a, a step back. So let's say you're new to doing FBA. You've just done the first few steps of like our coaching program or some of the other ones out there, the how-to programs. And you've put in your first set of capital, whatever that number may be, large or small, it's there. Now you need to scale. So part of it is strategy, right? The timing of I've bought something, it's come in and now it's going to go back out and there's some type of time period. So in that process, right, of whatever it's one product, 10 products, whatever that initial buy or the initial couple rounds of buy and sell are, my take is you need to be thinking about the strategy within that first initial step, right? You're, you're, I, I love it, right? We're already, you know, to the, to the OA and the wholesale and then private, you know, the private labeling and all of that great stuff. This is when you get very big. Uh, but that initial start, what I would say is early on, set your expectations right and i'm with you with the stagnation some of it just happens by learning some of that happens by timing right understanding when certain things hit um and that maybe that initial like surprise like oh the money i made on the first round gets to stay in the kitty i don't get to pull it all out because you need to use that money to grow uh, unless you're getting funds from somewhere else so i just the question bringing it back to that initial step what are a couple things that they can those new to it can start thinking about scaling at that point. And I think, I mean, you already touched on it, right? So other categories, getting ungated. Is there anything else that they should be thinking about? And like, how long do they stay in that process? How long do they stay in that stage? Is there ever a ceiling to being in arbitrage or even the online arbitrage 
where you're just going to hit some ceiling and it's like, that's it. There's no more room to grow. I think for the retail arbitrage, there definitely is a ceiling. Um, for online arbitrage, I don't think that there's a ceiling, but I think you're going to reach a point where um, you will naturally um, grow your business with other business strategies, not just using online arbitrage. Your your um, cash flow is going to get to a point where um, you know, you're not going to be able to purchase hundreds or thousands of a product that's selling well. So you, it, it behooves you to go and find wholesale accounts and sort of scale away from uh, online arbitrage. Not, not get out of online arbitrage. Not, not, not get out of retail arbitrage, but just scale past it so that mm -hmm. you, you, you still. I mean, to this day, when my wife and I go shopping, she's still, you know, scanning stuff for if it's profitable for us to resell. I mean. Um, retail arbitrage is still, it's all, I'll buy a very small percentage of our uh, strategy and sales, but it's still there. Uh, mm -hmm. Online arbitrage is still there and, you know, wholesaling is, is still there. So I think that to answer your question, what matters most in scaling and how to scale and when to scale uh, is directly related to your knowledge uh, base of, the, of, of, of selling on Amazon. The more you learn, the more comfortable you become, the more you understand the progression of the numbers, uh, the, the sales progression cycle, the, the, your numbers, um, the you know, dollar in, dollar out, uh, how, how much your fully landed cost is, how much your full, you know, understanding all the, the, the minutia of the numbers and the minutia of the business, the more you understand it, the easier it's going to become for you to scale up um, and to grow the business. So when you're, a, you know, just talking about you and I deal with our you know, students and clients on a regular basis and just from our core group of uh, students, um, I can tell you, I, we have students that, um, you know, one guy came to me and said, I have 30 grand. Um, one guy came and said, I have a th 100 grand uh, to invest in it. One one person said, you know, I only, I'm, I'm only going to do three grand. Um, for all of them, my answer was exactly the same. Mm -hmm. You want to start off slow. That there's no way that, as a as a new seller on Amazon, that you will be able to find a hundred thousand dollars worth of products to resell because Amazon gates you on a lot of things. There's you know you 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 don't want to spend that much money right off the bat. You want to build that uh, build the momentum on your on your seller central account slowly. Um, and as you get ungated on more brands and more categories, and as you learn the process better. And understand the process better. That's when you want to go ahead and invest more and invest more. And we have, you know, one of our students who, the the thirty k student, started off with five thousand, and then scaled it to eight thousand, um, and then um, signed up with us to get him ungated in the toys and the um, grocery categories. And as soon as we got him a wholesale account with the grocery categories, he is now, uh, you know talking about putting in the full amount of his investment into it because now he has a wholesale account um, that we got for him uh, and he and you know we run the, 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 the catalogs for him monthly we send him a list of all the ones that are selling well with a good BSR and he feels more comfortable and understands the process more to be able to scale and purchase more uh, but right off the bat it wouldn't have made sense for him to put you know his entire uh, eggs into just that one basket of few items that he could have purchased. 
Yeah, you don't want to. It's not like it isn't. It isn't. It's not like running out and doing day trading, buying stock, and it's like I have a feeling, or I got an inside information, and I'm going to buy this one stock, and then I'm going to flip it, and then move forward. Um, this is uh, paced. You don't want to get stuck with, like you mentioned, three hundred or thirty or a hundred thousand worth of one product, and then try to figure out how to unbury yourself on it. There's a, a way to move slowly, but then also scale within that particular, the RA or the OA niche and grow right. and, and learn and then find your channel, your pathway, your tributary, which you can then, you know, after crawling for a while, walk and run. Yeah. Yeah, and and the the flip side of that coin though is um, if you start off slow, let's say you know, I'll, I'll use our other client with you know three k um, investment. Um, so they 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 put that they have that money, but they get sort of tied down to uh, it, it's and again it goes back to the the personality and the mentality for business um, and you know risk tolerance. But they get they get almost bogged down with analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, purchasing a few items here and a few items there. Well, I'm going to wait to see uh, when they sell and see how well they sell before I send in more items. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a recipe for disaster, and and that's where we come in from a coaching perspective and sort of try to make sure that our students understand. And if you're listening and you're new to the business, that you understand that it, it's that you know. Feeding the beast and and continuously sending inventory into Amazon is the only way to really build and sustain uh, your sales cycle in there. Um, you it, because there's such a huge lead time between when you purchase something, whether it's retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, or whatever, from when you pay for it to when it sells, it could be a month, it could be a month and a half. It there's so many different um, time frames and different people that are going to touch that product before it finally gets to the to the end customer um, that if you wait that time well now you know during that whole month long period you could have purchased more inventory send it in and as long as you have that flow going uh, you're never going to be without sales if you just wait for something to happen before you send in more you as soon as that sale happens oh great I'm going to send it more but then now you have another month of no sales because you didn't continuously keep feeding the beast so it's important to to have a fine balance between hey i'm gonna try to make sure that i'm um not growing too fast versus i'm gonna put in you know my entire life saving and let's go i'm gonna make a hundred thousand dollars a month right off the bat um there's a fine balance and it goes back to you know personal choice, personal objectives, um, risk tolerance, but from our perspective, uh, both from a coaching perspective and just an advisory perspective to to people who are new to this business, the, if you're going to get to the point where you can scale your business, you first have to learn the routines and have a routine of continuously purchasing inventory and shipping it in on a regular basis, weekly basis, uh, where so that that way you have inventory to sell, you have sales, and you you create the cycle of cash in, cash out. Um, and as you make money and as you get your profits, then you can compound those profits by purchasing additional inventory with that money. 
um, and really grow. And, and then you're going to get to a point where you say, hey, I get it. I understand how this business model works. Um, and I want to grow it faster. Well, now let's scale it. You can go and you know, raise capital or if you have capital, put additional money into it. Um, and then once you have that additional capital, now your, 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 your goal is to scale it. Am I going to scale it with just the same products or, or are there opportunities for me to grow this business outside of the current product line that I'm offering? And that's where we really recommend and come in to, to assist um, our clients and, and you know, people that are within our uh, circle of influence to understand that expanding into different categories, expanding into different brands, and eventually when you get big enough, expanding into different marketplaces, um, whether it's a different Amazon marketplace, Mexico, Canada, and I think we'll be doing a podcast on this new North American um, policy that Amazon just came out with uh, or re-enabled. But anyways, regardless, you know, or, or you can go into walmart.com and, and other marketplaces and you can really scale and grow your business that way. Uh, you can scale and grow it by going to wholesale versus, or if you have a product, you can go brand, uh, private label. There are so many different ways to scale it, but the, the main concept behind it is to have the mindset of growth and mindset of knowing, hey, once I get to this level, once I understand these concepts about my business, I'm going to be ready to launch. And if I'm ready to launch and scale, then this is where I'm going to get the capital and this is how I'm going to do it. Um, it's very important to have that plan in place. Yeah, working working with somebody right now where it's some of our previous podcasts have real merit besides us just listening to each other, right? The daily habits tools that we use. We have a couple of ongoing, you know, uh, podcasts that are supposed to be a series, right, of things that we use that help us. That's, you're talking to this a moment ago with the habits the so that you can scale. That's the other thing to make sure, um, like you said, besides the capital, um, you know, you've taken the time to think about what your strategy is, what if this works, and uh, what if I continue to have success where to go there, the different categories and such. But it's also in those, the, the daily routine of the habits, can you scale it? So if you're doing things manually, um, prep and pack on your own, or you're dry, it's to your point earlier, the scalability of just staying in retail arbitrage. You can only be one person for so long, driving all day long, looking for the deals. Uh, and we saw some interesting models, and I, I think you even participated where you begin to hire people to do that legwork for you. But even then, you're going to run out of people. You run out of places for them to scan items. So it's whatever it is you're doing, can you continue to scale it to the larger, whatever that vision is? I mean, you can cap it anywhere you want. You might just want this to be something that generates some type of income for you on a regular basis. Great. Know where that number is. Know how you get to, get to it and what point that you need to tap out um, for sure. Just going through that with somebody literally this week on what are the daily habits? What are you doing today to push the ball forward? And then where is that going? What is the end zone for you? Because uh, it's not going to just be a one. In this case, you, it's retail. You're not, it's not a one-time event. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and for most people, that's not intuitive. You know, no. unless you've you, you you've done um, you've had your own business before, or you're really business savvy. Uh, long-term planning for for something like this doesn't come intuitively. It it requires a lot of uh, structure and routine and learning and uh, um, you know that, that that's where we come in. But um, to your point, as far as uh, time is concerned, you know whether to scale and you're ready, you have the capital and you're ready and you have the knowledge and you're ready and you have the the accounts and the categories that you're going to go into, uh, the wholesale model or whatever model you want to do, you're ready for all of it, but you don't have the time. Um, you don't have the time to purchase a thousand different products and then prep them and pack them and box them and ship them to, to Amazon. Um, that doesn't mean you stop your scaling. That doesn't mean you stop your growth. What it means is you need to go find a prep and pack place, or you need to go find an assistant or somebody that's going to help you do it. Um, by scaling and by by growing your business, uh, we don't we, we will never say that you know you have to spend more hours on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's always better to work smarter than than, than work harder. Um, there's so much help available out there. You know, from from if you don't know about Fiverr or or Upwork, uh, these are these are sites where you can, you can have so much of your work just completely outsourced. Um, you know, you can you can have your daily uh, schedule fine tuned uh, by outsourcing some of it to just your personal schedule, not even work related schedule. To to you can have a personal assistant for five dollars a day that will do your that will schedule your. Uh, hair appointment and schedule your nail appointment and schedule your grocery runs and you know it, it's there's so much help available out there right now um, and at, at a very affordable and cheap prices um, it it absolutely time should never be the reason why you don't scale or grow your business um, knowledge should be the reason if you Take the time to learn it. Once you learn the how to scale, then the actually the actual day-to-day activities to finish the work and to prep the work and to get the work done, you can outsource those 15 different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to always understand that you, you know most people will say, "Well, yeah, I have the capital, but I don't have the time to do it." You don't need the time. Yeah, if if you're doing Amazon FBA. You can use a leads list for uh, purchasing products. You know, you only need a couple of hours a week to go through those and, and find profitable products. Um, you need a prep and pack place that will you can ship all the uh, orders uh, to them, and they will handle everything. And then that's it. And then you need maybe an hour or two a week to manage your account if you don't have a coach. Um, so it, scaling isn't isn't going to take twenty hours a week for you to go from you know X to 10x. Um, it, it takes you to be smarter about how you do things. Make sense? Agreed. Couldn't have said it better myself. You could have. You just, you're just feeding I'm my just ego. Shy. I'm just shy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, no, not. I mean, I think, I think we've, we've hit the nail on the head. I think we um, have. For you and I, Growing businesses, starting them, growing them is what makes us very excited. This process of doing it within the FBA world is 
almost like the little cars at Disneyland that are already that you can't you can't drive off. There's too many tools. There's too many things available to you, whether it's through us or other services out there where you can jump in at any point. You can do the ride. You can jump out at just about any point. You can mess up for sure. It's not like 100% bulletproof that if you decide to pick the wrong products or COVID or something strange happens. But it's exciting to me that this is very, mm, I think because of Amazon's platform and how stable they are, it seems to be one of the easiest ways to start your own thing and grow it. And that growth can continue until you're done. So wherever you're satisfied, whatever level that may be, and when I say level, it could be a monetary level, it could be a company size level based on how many people there are or what you do or how many units you sell, whatever that, whatever itch you're trying to scratch and doing it for yourself, it, it almost seems like just about anybody can jump in and do it. And to me, that's very exciting. And that's, I think, part of why we share this here and on the Facebook page and other places is to share that experience like, hey, this is cool. There's an ease to it. And, you know, once you get past a few of the learning things and maybe some of the fears, you're the only one that that will limit or slow down how far it goes. Yeah, I think that's my new favorite analogy of yours, the Disneyland toy cars it, it yeah. that's such a good analogy of it it's uh it's yeah. definitely that amazon has made it for anybody who wants to they've made it very simple very easy it takes time the learning curve is there um and you know it's steeper for some than others but there's also a lot of tools and help out there to to make that curve to to bend that curve a lot less um it's once you get it, once you get in, jump on the car, and once you're moving, it, it almost can go on autopilot. Mm -hmm. uh, you can set it up so it goes on autopilot. So absolutely, I love that analogy. Yeah, you can have a lot of, you can end up having a lot of fun. It can be fulfilling and you can do, you know, uh, pun non intended, but uh, it, it, you can have fun along the way. Uh, you and I have talked about it, mm -hmm. you know, so my family's seen your family doing this. They're now getting into it which is uh, interesting, Matthew, my son, my son is <laughs> now jumping in on those lists to see what's there. And, you know, just even that process of learning can be, you know, rewarding. And it's all coming from, you know, Amazon's platform. So anything else to add, sir? No, go Amazon. Amazon for 2020 <laughs> presidential race. I'll, I'll, I'll vote for him. <laughs> go Bezos. Okay. So as always, thank you for listening. <laughs> There's lots of choices out there to pick from and you picked us. We've already plugged our website and the Facebook page. Just go to them, check them out, and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. Visit ProAsins.com for more information like our Facebook group, Twitter, and direct contact.